now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Welcome to another Five Minute Freak. I'm here with Scott McGregor. Evening. On his back porch, so that means we went to a movie. Yep. And we went to the Cheap Seats Theater and we saw The Purge because of air conditioning. Yeah, exactly. It's Any excuse. Hot as shit in Rochester, New York. And so for, for two people getting in for four bucks, it's worth the air conditioning. Yeah. So uh, I've been wanting to see this. I read, you know, read reviews. Not really reviews, but I knew about the movie. And I don't think it was in theaters very long or no. regular theaters. But long well, story I like short, the concept. Yeah. Though. Long story short is, you know, we've we've eliminated all crime and uh, you know poverty and blah blah blah. Well, apparently not poverty, but um, yeah. Uh, at least crime and violence in the U.S. by allowing people to go crazy and commit whatever crime they want for 12 hours one night a year, including murder, and mostly murder. And uh, because there's been new founding fathers in the country, apparently, and (laughs) they decided this was the best way to let people purge themselves of their aggressions for one night a year, you know, and get off scot-free, no matter what you wanted to do, so. Yeah, the only limitation they had, which was weird, is they only had, like, <laughs> class four weapons and below are allowed. And yeah. It's just like... Maybe the property damage thing we were talking about yeah. earlier. You know, they don't want too many explosives being used. <laughs> but yeah, class four weapons and, and lower are allowed. So, and what was it, like, 2022? Yeah. So it's in the fairly near future. Yeah. And so it's got it's got Ethan Hawke looking like basically like uh, Kevin Bacon, and he's a security systems yuppie guy, and he's outfitted his whole neighborhood with and all the rich people basically they just lock up in their houses. And yeah, they have full house safe houses. You know, steel doors and stuff. Panic rooms and yeah. And basically, the idea is. Um, somebody's chasing a homeless guy through the neighborhood and his son lets him into their house and then a gang of marauding young people with the the requisite creepy smiley masks yeah show up at his door which now I'm just thinking of it maybe there was sort of a, that was a little uh, riff on Guy Fox oh it could be or well there's some other well-known home invasion movies like The Strangers mm-hmm. and stuff that used all that. Yeah, smiley smiley yeah. face masks type, <coughs> you know, happy masks, ironically, over psychotic killers. And so a group of young psychotic killers, well-spoken, show up at their house and basically say, you know... Yeah, throw us out our, our prey or, you know, we're coming, coming in, in and killing all of you. And basically it just turns into... 
I don't want to spoil too much because it's a, a fresh movie that people could still see. Yeah. But it turns into sort of a mixture of uh, um, Straw Dogs and a little bit of uh, Assault on Precinct 13. Yeah, and as you said, some of the music, uh, very John Carpenter-like in ways. Yeah. And just a lot of a lot of good tension and music driving the tension and very claustrophobic feeling and very a lot of shaky handy cam work. Yeah. Which if, was if annoying like at times. But, I mean, there was a lot of it. Even it, it lent itself well to some of the action, but other, like, normal scenes, it was a little annoying. When it was just, I understood what they were trying to do with it, but it, it, it kind of ruined the set of the house and... That was my big gripe with the movie, is too much close-up. Yeah. There was so you, you didn't have composed scenes. Yeah. So it was it was weird. You didn't get a feel for his house. You yeah. didn't get a feel for the different parts of the house and how to get to them and how people were strategizing to get around and stuff. And really, the story's kind of boilerplate, and it's... But, yeah, it's got that John Carpenter feel. I wish it was R-rated... It, could have gone into pure exploitation bloodbath. Yeah, and it did. It got. It got. You know. It got to. You know. The the suburban family fighting for their life. And uh, man, I would have liked a lot more gore. But I got to tell you, of the movies we've seen lately, this was the loudest audience. Once, once people started fighting, and these guys started fighting back and taking out the enemies. Yeah, our audience was cheering, clapping. Going yes, that oh, yeah, that was pretty cool actually, and it mm-hmm. wasn't a big audience, but bigger than we expected. It was a loud audience, so and <coughs> oh my god, from that from that that whole point, that was I I've forgotten. It doesn't happen at the movies much anymore, no. where people where you have a, a crowd getting jazzed around. But that's it. where the close up work really lent to those yeah. action scenes and the, those close hand to hand fights. Oh yeah, stuff. they were. It was, it, it was like, then it was into it was intimate. Yeah, you're just was, rolling around on the floor with them basically, and yeah, so that worked, and that definitely put you right in the middle of it. And uh, yeah, and there was a definite fuck yeah moment at the end of the movie that yes. <laughs> You sort of knew it was enjoy. coming, you just didn't know how it was going to come, but yeah. it was coming. And it paid off. Um, I think, it, 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 you know, there, there's there's enough social commentary in there, whatever, to, to, to make it, you know, when somebody's writing about movies of this era, of the, you know, 1% versus the 99%, yeah. you know, they'll have this in that group of movies, like the movies they have that have 9-11 allegory and imagery it's not subtle they come right out and say it's like the purge you know some people say the purge may have been created basically so the poor people kill each other off you know yes and the undesirables basically yes (laughs) who can't protect themselves will be whittled away (laughs) was a little kind of the writing was pretty you know there was there there was only that moment which was sort of like helpful you know commentary to it was (coughs) rang especially false because in a country where you're doing that and the government's sort of this government that does that they're not going to have some guy on a news show or, yeah, or pointing a, out to the everyone, news yeah. reporting out you know spread you know even telling you why you would maybe not be for the purge yeah although it seems like pretty much everybody's for the purge <laughs> Whether well, at least the well-protected ones and it, the, the it, psycho, the well, not, you know, one percenters that go out and hunt. And it's funny because the, the well-protected ones, they can be like, "Oh, we could be peaceful if 
if you're not one of those guys, I was trying to think of like what I, you know what it would be like. It would be pretty dangerous for everybody if you're not locked away in yeah. a in a iron room. Somewhere. That's the only thing I was missing from the movies. I almost would have liked to have seen a more meta view of it, of what was going on in you know certain you know cities and stuff. See the like grander destruction. Well, it was interesting because some of the most graphic <coughs> violence was at the very, very beginning. They showed a, and apparently it looks like a lot. What a lot of people, a lot of the rich people do is they hunker down in their houses and watch security ca- cam yeah. video of yeah, people of slaughtering, else killing each other. And there are people, and so there's just this montage of security cam video of people axing each other and just cold-bloodedly shooting each other and beating each other with baseball bats and. It's pretty ugly, you know, and and I I heard a couple oohs in the audience. A lot of it looked like it could have been real footage. Too. Yeah, I, I don't know, but it was it's pretty well staged if it was. But it all said purge cam on the bottom of it, you know, and stuff like that. And so I I was wondering if this was going to be that kind of movie, you know, where you saw the purge from the street, or and I think it was a good choice for them. Not to, to, to have it slowly creep in, yeah. you know, and and it was about it invading. It was about it invading their home. That, yeah. And uh, but the so, ugliness, you know, of the world invading the suburbs, basically. You know. I think the the montage at the beginning was suitable enough to go like, oh, you don't want to be outside during the purge. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's the people who have guns are out hunting mm-hmm. and uh, enjoying themselves. Oh, another actor that bears uh, mentioning was in it was um, Lena Headey and Cersei in Game of Thrones. Yeah, you had Cersei. You so had it was Ethan interesting Hawk seeing her looking yeah. like Kevin Bacon. Yeah. You had uh, the the Home Invader looking like sort of a poor man's uh, Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, and 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 it was funny. I was just thinking his age and the time that movie he was probably like an Iraq or Afghanistan veteran. Yeah. he was a veteran. He had dog tags. <laughs> so he was probably a veteran from one of the current wars. Yep, yep. Um, and the uh, like, big bad was I thought maybe trying a little, trying a little too hard to be Heath Ledger's Joker in a way, but a little mixed with a little <laughs> Crispin Glover. Yeah, yeah. Well, far too pretty to be a Crispin Glover. You know, he was. Nice he wasn't as twi- <laughs> well, Yeah, yeah. But Crispin Glover would dye his hair and yeah. do that. He would have been twitchier. This guy got a little twitchy at the end. Yeah. Yeah. When he was in full psychopath mode, he got a little twitchy and over. And uh, the other, there was another moment where, um, you know, basically there, you know, there's a big moral debate: do we give up this guy so they don't come and kill our family, and all that? And you know, Cersei just basically says, "What are what have we become? Yeah. What are we doing?" It's just like, oh, jeez. Yeah, which you know, we knew that's where the movie was headed, but yeah, yeah. There's nice. other ways to say it, though, you know? Yeah. They, we, could, they didn't have to... They, they could have been a little more inventive <clears throat> with the dialogue. And, you know, there's a lot of tropes of of those kinds of movies. Like, the daughter does all the dumbest stuff mm-hmm. to begin with. I, I They definitely watched their... Res- I, I want to say Reservoir Dogs. Straw Dogs. Yeah. Because they were playing up the daughter being a school girl. They the the cameraman was oh yeah working the schoolgirl yeah. skirt she was wearing and yep. and everything and, and it, it reminded me a lot of the beginning of of Straw Dogs in a way. The younger son um, was interesting character, which they 
I think they could have done more with ultimately, but I mean, he was like this little you know Asperger's you know electronics genius. He reminded me of somebody we know in Carthage, actually, yes. in a way. If <laughs> yes, if our friend in Carthage had access to more gothy. money as a kid, he would have invented this little toy that that which this you kid see, in the movie which had. You see, uh, which that toy reminded me of so many eighty eighties mo- <laughs> movies where you had the kid genius, yeah. Who had some little invention that was his toy, but mm. was going to become very useful. You know, at the beginning, he's like, and look what my new toy, I just modified it so it yeah. does oh, this and this nice and this. Dear. And yeah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the parents really were like, cool, yeah, dear. there's our little Asperger's son. Yes, let's just, you know, placate him. Yeah, and, and it's just like, well, okay, let's see, what can it do? Okay, that's all going to come in handy uh-huh. sooner or later. But that's just tropes of. Of this kind of movie, it's not you know this is not an Oscar winner. No, that kid knocked it out of the park. That actor did it yeah. well, though. He he, he inhabited it. So. This this is definitely a movie that I I would recommend it as a viewing experience like we had. Yeah. You know, go go to a cheap diner and then go to go to like a two dollar theater to mm. see it. Or you know, it'll be a good Netflix view. It'll be a good uh, rental. Yep. Um, definitely not a ten dollar. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be if you like that sort of stuff. This sort of stuff doesn't come along very often, and it also gives me the idea that maybe you might want to watch what's what's the actress who plays Cersei's name? Oh, Lena Headey. Lena Headey. Yeah. You might want to watch to see what movies she's in because she seems to like to pick low budget. She was in uh, Judge Dredd too, yeah. which also owed a lot to John Carpenter. I think it also had that that sort of relentless. Uh, and a throbbing electronic soundtrack, you know, yeah. a sort of heartbeat electronic yeah, soundtrack. Yeah, I like the music on this one. Yeah. It was very subtle. It was very John Carpenter. It definitely brought the, uh, I mean, the, the mixing was good. It, it kept with the tension of the scenes and, and definitely led to it. So, My only thing I would say to the fil- <laughs> filmmakers is if you're going to do this stuff, and, and as we were walking up to the theater, I was like, oh, it's R-rated, good. Finally, you know, something R-rated. Um, go R-rated. Yeah. Splatter it up. When 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 the shit hits a fan, g- gallons of blood. It's cheap. Mm-hmm. It's cheap. <laughs> and don't bother CG in it. Yeah, there's so many PG-13 movies that should yeah, be R-rated. If you, if you got an R already yeah. and it wasn't getting an R for swearing or, or nudity, then go to town, man. I, yeah, I don't even... That could have been a PG thirteen because I don't even remember the F word being. It was at the too end. Much, but once yeah, at the end, yeah. But you get one anyway in a PG thirteen, so yeah, yeah, make and themselves a little more money. Yeah, there was. I mean, the the Marauders were the Marauders were like the polite gentleman version of mm-hmm. of you know the Road Warrior. You know, basically you <coughs> even you even get the just walk away type speech. Mm-hmm. You know. You know, but uh, all in all, it was very enjoyable. It was especially enjoyable when the crowd was getting getting worked up. Yeah, yeah, that was nice. nice. Extra big cheer when a woman gets killed. <laughs> when a teenage girl get marauder gets killed for yeah. some reason, there was extra like people were just like, yeah. <laughs> she was that kind of creepy. So <laughs> I don't. Okay, I'm giving too much away. <laughs> The Purge. Yes. See it now. And, you know, our, our new founding fathers requested of you. Yeah, and it was funny because it had a sort of Christian-y 
sort of thing to it. You yeah. know, God bless our new our founding founders, but they kept saying, "Blessed be America," Blessed be America yeah. which I is very wicked. Was, yeah, I, I was and when yeah, that right away, and there's like, a, there's hmm. a very sort of like religious cult moment late on in the movie that yeah. I can't we can't really say too much about. That's sort of just weird. But I like it. It reminds me of seventies, you know, you know, Satan paranoia movies. And well, that's probably a good move on their part. So now, like you know, the, the you know right can't technically say it's like oh this is just against our you know. So they kind of like used a generalized you know yes. fanatical religion. Yes, uh, it could be attacked from either angle mm-hmm. <laughs> by either side. Yeah. <laughs> It can be attacked by both and embraced by neither, so they're, everybody's off the hook. <laughs> a bad outing for a Wednesday night and a five-minute no. freak. So. And an hour and a half of air conditioning, you can't go wrong. Yep. <laughs> All right, everybody, there's probably going to be another five-minute freak soon enough because P- Pacific Rim is coming out. Yeah, and we're going to see it opening weekend. We might even go see it in the IMAX if we're feeling especially rich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, until next time, signing off. You can sponsor an episode of this or any other of your favorite Two True Freaks affiliated shows. Simply click the PayPal link on our website, donate any amount at all, tell us which show you're choosing and what message, if any, you'd like us to read on your behalf, and you will be an official sponsor of that show's very next episode with your message read in the show's opener. It's that easy, and there is no minimum donation. Be a show sponsor today. If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at 2TrueFreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, 2TrueFreaks gets a little cut of what you buy and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you get to shop as usual and help out the two true freaks at the same time. Welcome to Amazon. I love you. <laughs> Visit our brand new website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. Join our forum at forumforgeeks.com where you can discuss all of the shows on our feed with us and your fellow listeners. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. And hey, you can friend me, Scott Gardner, on Facebook too. My name is spelled S-C-O-T-T-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. You can friend me on Facebook too, if you can find me. Now available, Two True Freaks t-shirts. See our website for details. Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check that out at www.comicspodcast.com, where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. We are also members of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com league. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? Thanks for listening, and join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. We were finally invited aboard one of these spacecraft, which landed near Ann Arbor, Michigan on October the 24th of 1954. This is a drawing of the craft. As I was leaving the craft, 
the commander Soltek said, soon others of your people will be able to have an experience similar to this.